Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Harissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Previously on Homeschool Conversations Africa. We're excited today to have a friend in our midst. Um, her name is Adeshola Lajuwomi. Adeshola is an unschooler, and I know this is a topic that a lot of us are interested in. So Carissa mm-hmm. and I are excited to have her on the show today to talk about unschooling. Firstly, I think the term unschooling already kind of gives the energy that we're anti-school. Mm. I think it ha- kind of, I feel like it has a, mm-hmm. a negative connotation with it, mm. you know, by the word mm. unschooling in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, when, in fact, I, you know, I see it as pro-choice rather than anti-anything. I think it has so many layers, really. It's, uh, it's about much more than education. It's about slowing down in this very busy world of ours. I think mm. it's about um, respe- respecting young people as we would any any adult, and mm. I think it's about like living, like really living, being present in all the moments, big or small, mm. um, kind of being conscious and intentional about what, who, and where we expose our children to. Um, yeah, I think if I could describe our path in one word, I think it would be freedom for me. Mm. This, this journey of ours, yeah. Okay. okay. That's my own little <laughs> definition in a sense. Mm. I love looking at mm. pictures on your Instagram page. And oh, friends, I don't think yeah. we, we mentioned it um, earlier, but uh, additionalize on Instagram at raising.id. So that's raising, yes, yeah. you know, like raising kids, raising.id. Yeah. So you can you can mm-hmm. certainly find her there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I definitely Honestly, you make me want to move to Abuja almost all the time. Every time I see <laughs> I'm like, I need to come to Abuja <laughs> because like I just love I just love watching my kids like going outside, oh, exploring. Mm-hmm. I you can yeah. just see how much they enjoy it. It's exactly what I want for my child, but it's just that oh. we don't have as many spaces. spaces. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. yeah. I think it involves a lot more, right? Carissa and I were, were mm-hmm. um, speaking about this some months ago um, mm. in Accra, when I was in Accra, because, you know, the, the traffic, Accra is not mm-hmm. quite like Lagos, but, um, mm. you know, it's it's much more like Lagos than it is um, like Abuja, right? Like Abuja, yeah. Yes, so Abuja is calmer, right. Abuja has parks and things, you yeah. know, more of those things that you can do. So Adeshala, what are some benefits that you'd say unschooling has? So first of all, please talk in general terms and then mm. maybe also dive deeper into how it has benefited your family 
as well. Okay. Okay. So generally, I would say the benefits of unschooling <clears throat> allows us to slow down, uh, allows mm -hmm. us to be present, and it allows us to really observe our children's interests and follow their lead. Um, for our family, it's, it's allowed us the opportunity to be able to go to you know, lots of amazing places, um, mm. field trips that in school, I think children, you know, probably have once or twice a year, were mm. able to experience, every, you know, pretty much every single day. Mm. Um, yes, we're able to spend a lot of time outside amongst nature. Uh, I mean, my, my two mainly spend a lot of time in their sand pits <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> mm. And um, personally to us, like, I'm, I'm a very spontaneous person. So unschooling sits well with me and our family in that mm -hmm. sense. Uh, mm -hmm. It gives me flexibility to, you know, spend that days according to our, our moods. And it mm -hmm. coincides with us just living life, really. Um, my husband is more, uh, likes to be more scheduled. He's, you know, he likes his routine mm -hmm. to be quite uh you know on time on point so yeah so i mean it's a nice it's a nice mix of both that's like there's things that uh we definitely do all together like um our 5 30 p.m dinner is a must so there's there's still mm -hmm. routine within our unscheduled days, yeah. <laughs> <Structured> days. <laughs> yeah. so it is it, it works i think i think they're getting the best of both worlds the kids in that yeah. sense. Mm. So um, I just want to clarify a bit, and I'm sure maybe our listeners might have this question. Um, mm. So does it mean that for your young children, you are not necessarily putting any pressure on them to sort of learn their alphabets and their numbers, and you know, those kinds okay. of things that we, we traditionally expect that a young child would be learning or... How, how do you go about that in unschooling? And okay, might, I, so, might I just add something, Anishala, mm, so you, you can yes. answer it all at once, because I know your kids are just four and two. So maybe yes. that's still, that's even still a bit young, even for, yes. um, you know, mm -hmm. for, well, maybe not yeah. for public school, but traditional homeschoolers mm -hmm. or, you know, or mm -hmm. other schools, mm -hmm. but, but maybe think of them as, six or five and seven yeah and then and then okay. kind of mm -hmm. answer from that that point of view yes yes the unschooling methods does not focus on learning let's say a curriculum in a forced coerced kind of manner let's say um mm. it's not mm. i mean the parent themselves has to be very conscious and intentional about learning themselves so for yeah. example if we're cooking or if we're uh, even if it's getting ready, we'll, we can talk about the time. Um, the kids are pretty good with their hours now. They talk about the days of the week because they're excited about their Thursday uh, play group to see their friends. So we talk about the days of the week. Mm -hmm. um, little things from just going up and down the stairs and counting. And of course, we read lots and lots and lots of books. And that's how mm -hmm. they mainly have learned or, well, not learned, memorized their alphabets and numbers and shapes and colors so it's it's through a lot of reading mostly mm -hmm. um for us 
but mm-hmm. I'd say there isn't any they they I mean they love their books they've always they've always been around lots of books everywhere since they were babies so reading reading is just is just a part of our is a part of our everyday for them uh, it doesn't really matter where dinner table breakfast uh, even if we're out at parks and things they're they're surrounded with books um so yeah there's it's it's learning is 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 a part of everything we do really it's not it's not one or the other we don't separate it from from our everyday lives it's just that if you want to unschool I'd say that you have to be very uh, intentional about giving your children the right resources and environment to see them yeah to to help them basically Mm. to help them to be able to pick up all these things as well I think that's great. I think that's great advice overall. Like I'm sitting here like, mm, mm, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I think it comes to, so unschoolers definitely have to be this way, right? Because there's not going to be, shall I say, a formal setting where you're, okay, yes, it's time, no. you know, it's time for school. So you just have to do this throughout your day but I think this is good advice for all parents period Mm. you know like as you do think so that kids don't um I've been thinking about this a lot even with my children you know I'm trying not to Mm. call our school work work these days you know Mm. I I try (laughs) to just mention the thing like oh what are you doing in your mother I'm like have you done your work you know because it just seems to have a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a negative connotation to it and and I really 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 love what you said about parents being <laughs> conscious about learning themselves yes. so that children mm. don't feel like okay learning happens you know at this time or in this room or it's only in the mornings but they do realize that mm. you know we are lifelong learners and we are learning all the yeah. time it can be morning evening yeah. you know afternoon whatever mm. time and the other thing that I'm picking from what you said which seems to be very important I'm thinking like okay so what will unschooling look like if you guys mm. did not love books because mm. truly that's it like most of our learning is from the books that mm. we read yeah so, yes yeah that's, um, I don't know I if mean, you can answer that but <laughs> yeah I I think <laughs> homeschooling and libraries are like one and two. It's like mm-hmm. homeschooling in any country. The main place where you'll find homeschool children is in the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I, I just yeah, <laughs> I feel like we that's that's our that's our main way of learning. I can't think of any homeschooler that um, that th- their children don't love reading mm-hmm. personally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I mean when we were in the UK. Uh, the libraries was uh, just across the road from my mom's place, so we spent loads of time in there. They had um, they had breast breastfeeding classes, and you know, baby and toddler play groups, and mommy and me groups, and we, we you know, it was kind of it was our second home kind of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so it's 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 been it's been a part of our culture forever, and I'm hoping, praying that. I'll be able to open one in Abuja mm. by God's grace. Mm. That would be <laughs> awesome. I, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like it's so it's so important for our young people to have yeah. access to to stories and um yeah, it's a beautiful way to learn about everything and anything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> really. Really, really. I mean that's what they that say. Is true. I, I yeah. 
I think homeschoolers do prioritize reading and books above mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah. So, because how else do you learn, right? That's what they, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what they keep saying. Like, if yeah. you, at least for those who do the more traditional homeschooling, it's like if you don't mm-hmm. do anything, if you think you if you think your day is not going well and you can't get to the things you normally get to, just once your kids are reading, just leave them. Yeah, and they're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. they're, they're still learning. Yeah. Um, so I think Adishal has already given us um, somewhat of a, a picture of what her days look like, right? Um, okay. Because lots of outdoors. But is there anything else you'd like yes. to say that you have not told us um, about your typical days, the things that you um, do? Uh, I mean, so I can run you through my day quickly. Okay. Uh, basically, yeah. So my husband, he wakes up at four. AM most days, um, he'll read, journal, meditate, exercise, and then I get up around half seven. Uh, mm. I'll make his breakfast, pack his lunch, we have a little chat, and then he's off to the office by 8 30. Um, so then Desiree wakes up around this time, mm. and um, we have a bit of one on one time. Her brother wakes up around mm, 8 9. Mm-hmm. He, yeah he likes to sleep so <laughs> so we have a little one-on-one time in me and my daughter and um normally we'll make breakfast together um get dressed pack lunch and most days we'll be in the car by 10 a.m <laughs> heading mm-hmm. out somewhere um i normally will pick an activity or a place or somewhere to go um the night before and I, yeah, I find places on Instagram, on Google Maps. Um, it can be kind of based on one of the kids' interests or something they've been talking about. Or if not, then it would most likely just be a new a park that, I've, mm. that we ha- maybe haven't been to or something local to us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, when we're out, we'll have discussions about nature we'll see lots of different people and yeah normally it's just lots of lots of play lots of unstructured time for them to explore mm-hmm. um and then we're home most days by 4 p.m and that's uh, oh i have a house help so she uh cleans the house and preps for dinner and then i come home a cook and sometimes the kids will help if they're not too tired or they'll play together or, or yes, if they're knackered, then they'll watch TV for a bit. And then we all have dinner together. Uh, we catch up on our days and then the kids, yeah, we start winding them down at seven o'clock and they're normally, normally asleep by eight <laughs> on a good day. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, so that's how normal, normal days run really. Mm, there's a lot of time spent outside do you do this in daily like every day most days yes most days most days is around six hours um just unless the kids aren't feeling very well or at the moment it is super duper hot out there (laughs) so uh so it has it has to be broken up a bit more um so sometimes we can be like out from 10 to 12 come home have lunch 12 to 1 and then they they'll play downstairs in the sandpit until about three 
sometimes as well. So it's it's still mostly mostly out of the house. Yeah, I don't enjoy being inside too long. <laughs> it sounds like such a nice thing. Like, do you ever do you ever get stressed? I don't I don't think you would be because it just feels like <coughs> oh, it's nice. We relax. You know, we're not trying to finish anything by any time. <laughs> I feel I feel I feel more stressed when we're inside all day because mm-hmm. if we're as soon as yeah. we're indoors, my children will then be asking for their screens mm-hmm. uh, more. When, mm-hmm. Where when we're inside, like even if it's just to go downstairs for a walk, there's like they for, completely forget about screens. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then if we're at home all day, the house is like upside down, and you're just constantly going around mm-hmm. in circles, tidying up. So mm-hmm. for me, like being out, outside just takes half of the pressure off yeah. <laughs> of parenting in general anyway mm, that so, makes sense yeah i, uh, I yeah. think that it's it's easier for people to kind of imagine and schooling for younger ages like yes. this sounds so perfect for like young kids being outside and mm. like enjoying nature and interacting with the world around them but then mm. i think a lot of us have a lot of trouble when it comes to the older ages like mm. so what do they do at that point like you know we kind of expect that you know they'll be in school you know like sitting behind a desk and you know doing some mm. work and all of that so <laughs> yeah could you kind of tell us what yes um how it works with all the children like um, yeah so i mean i don't have experience in that area yet um mm. but so i'm mainly hearing from on school families um that have teens and um you know through instagram through podcasts mm-hmm. uh, i've joined some uh, talks on clubhouse as well to mm-hmm. get an idea of uh, how to navigate when the kids get older and <clears throat> what i've heard is that they're basically explaining that giving the right foundation children you know, and teens will still love learning i think um what i'm hearing recently is that when the kids get older, it's like they're no longer allowed to learn through play. So it's t- so the the joy of learning is kind of being sucked as they turn into teens, um, you know. And so the older older on school parents now are asking why you know why is that the case? Why mm-hmm. does learning then have to become work, as mm-hmm. as Jifa put it, mm-hmm. um, and <clears throat> I think as times are changing now, like even the career options um, are changing from what they used to be. Like there's, you know, there's there's more people involved in 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 creative fields that you know most likely you don't have to do a s- certain curriculum or certain types of um, let's say formal learning. Mm. to progress in that mm. field like if you're in you know if you're in, interested in um in something tech or robots then even as a teen your learning will be will most likely look to a lot of people like play mm. you know what i mean they'll be tinkering they'll be tinkering with uh with uh bits and bobs and things like that so i think as times are changing i just think i think we definitely have to um you know as homeschoolers, I think we should also listen to our teens and give them and give them as much flexibility 
to choose mm-hmm. their path as possible. I think we need to, you know, allow them to say, okay, I'm not, I, I, I'm not really, I'm not interested in maths or I don't like science or whatever it is and allow them to kind of, you know, make their own decisions, make their own mistakes and allow them to learn it, learn in that way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie that's hard let me tell I you know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know you know like I'm all I'm, for, I'm all for find your kids interest you know try to help them <laughs> like, find out what they're interested in support them yeah. and all that but I've always like every time I hear child-led cursor you know even Montessori yeah. I'm like well, <laughs> what does child-led exactly mean because I feel yeah. like I feel like there are some things that they have to be taught okay that's me i'm just really speaking from my personal point of view for my kids and then i look at my son and i'm like child-led his child-led is going to be like video games if i allow him all day i'm like "Mm -mm, i don't know about this (laughs) you know okay maybe i'm exaggerating a bit but you know that's i I guess that's the fear and I kind of have yes. a feeling like, you know, maybe if you test it, just try it and see that it could work. But it's a real mm-hmm. trust issue, this whole unschooling thing. Like, you yeah. got to trust. <laughs> <laughs> Completely, 100%. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. You do. And I it's mean, hard. It's let's hard. be it's honest, hard. kids do make wrong choices too, right? Of course. Um, so the adults. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I want to think it's make more wrong choices. I don't know. (laughs) This this conversation is interesting. (laughs) I think it's just hard, like letting go of, you know, because like I was saying, maybe you're just afraid that they're going to make a wrong choice. Yeah. Sort of cascade into more wrong choices, Mm -hmm. you know. So how so how do you deal with that? Do you have that fear? We'll have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode. So do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.